Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF podcast. Thank you for joining us. Now to walk with God, you have to be able to hear from God. You have to remove any spiritual earwax, remove any busyness, anything that may hinder or impair your hearing. Because to truly walk with God, you have to be able to hear the Holy Spirit. Coming up. So I just can't seem to hear from the Lord. Well, stop doing so much. Sit down somewhere. Calm everything down. Get by yourself and sit in his presence and listen. Even Jesus did that. You have to be able to go where he goes, move as he moves, and be where he is. And to do that, you're going to have to be able to hear him. So my hallelujah and everything. My hallelujah. My thank you, Jesus. My glory. My high hallelujah. My heart. My bowing down. Hallelujah. Belongs to you. Glory to God. We're going to the word of God today. Thank God for the Spirit of the Lord that is in the room. And sometimes, sometimes it's stronger than others. But it's been in the room for the last 11 years. He's met us in the room. God bless you to all of you that are here today, all of you that are listening. We are going to John chapter 16. We got a long way to go today, so let's go with it. John chapter 16, verse 13 through 15 in the New International Version. And then Revelation 2, 29, also in the New International Version. It'll be there for you on the screen. Let's read together. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes... He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak though. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me. This is Jesus talking. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Revelations 2, 29 says, Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Our topic this morning is this is an ear walk. This is an ear walk. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the church speak lord 
speak Lord for he is here he's here in the presence of the Holy Spirit so whoever has ears to hear let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches why because he will guide you into all the truth and he's not going to speak on his own he's going to speak what he hears and then he'll tell you what's to come he will receive then make it known to you somebody said holy spirit speak talk to me lead me guide me correct me tell me what's up tell me what's out tell me what's in tell me what's next guide my every step somebody say holy spirit speak you have entered the year of the walk and we believe this year god wants us to have a deeper and more intimate walk with him and I call it the Enoch experience. How to walk with God. Well, you got a good background last week, but just to review, uh, who is Enoch? The Bible says that the man, the created man named Adam actually had a third son. He had Cain and Abel, and then he had a third son named Seth. Seth had a son named Enosh. Enosh had a son named Kenan. Kenan had a son named Mahalalel. Mahalalel had a son named Jared. And Jared had a son named Enoch. Enoch had a son named Methuselah. And Methuselah was the oldest uh, person to live. He's lived the longest on this earth. That's why they people say you old as Methuselah. But Enoch, his father, Enoch never did anything special. He, there, there is a book of Enoch, but it wasn't considered even important enough to be in the Bible. We don't hear of his miracles. He never built an ark. He never led the people to freedom. He never opened a Red Sea, and he never brought down fire from heaven. But the Bible says in Genesis chapter 5, and Enoch walked with God. And he was not for God took him. And as you found out last week, he makes the faith hall of fame in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 11 and 5 says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. All we know is that he pleased God and that he walked with God. He walked with with God and then disappeared one day his walk with God pleased God so much that he just walked into another dimension oh what a way to go no matter what other people say to you and we are a church that stresses purpose and destiny we are a church that speaks to the greatness in you but really all it takes to please the Lord is to walk with him there are so many people in the Bible who are mentioned not because of anything great they did. They're in there because they just had this testimony. They just walked with God. And I want you all to have this testimony that you please God because you walked with him. 
God is relational and you are created to be in relationship with him. He came down here in the flesh and became this man, Jesus Christ, literally the son of God, literally the son of God. And he gave his life as a payment for all the wrongdoings that we had done just so we could walk with him. And be in, the Bible calls, habitual fellowship. Be in a daily relationship with him. Oh, brothers and sisters, he's a God that you can know. And I just, I look back on life at Ray growing up. Most most songs and prayers we had were about God walking with us. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. Uh While I'm on this tedious journey, I want Jesus To walk with me. Even my favorite hymn. My favorite hymn is. I come to the garden alone. While the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ear. The son of God discloses. And he walks with me. (laughs) And he talks with me. But this year is not about God walking with us. This year is about us walking with God. It is the Enoch experience, and you can have it starting right now. And if you already feel like you're walking with God, you can enhance your walk with God starting right now. But this is not a foot walk. This is an ear walk. In order to walk with God, you have to stay in step with him. You have to be able to go where he goes, move as he moves, and be where he is. And to do that, you're going to have to be able to hear him. Somebody said, this is an ear walk. This year, you will develop the ability to hear the Holy Spirit. Okay, I had somebody over here that was excited about that. This year, y'all hang with us this year. You are going to develop the ability, Jackie, to hear the Holy Spirit. I wish somebody was excited about that. That means play. you're going to develop the, the, the ability to hear the Holy Spirit. I told y'all this is the voice. This is the voice. The voice is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he would leave this earth and send us one who would speak to us. Said he'll guide you into all the truth. He's not going to speak on his own, but he will speak. He's going to speak what he hears. He's going to speak what he hears. He's going to tell you what's to come. Whatever I say, he's going to make it known to you. It's an ear walk. But not your physical ear, but your spiritual ear. You have a spiritual ear that can hear the Holy Spirit. You have, yes you do, a spiritual ear that can hear the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You really don't. You, you have. Yeah. You. Yeah. Have a spiritual ear. Yeah. That can hear. The Holy Spirit. What an exciting thing. And if y'all haven't noticed. Every year in January. I bring you back to the filling. Of the Holy Spirit. I bring you back to talking about. The Holy Spirit. Because we believe in being baptized and filled 
with the Holy Spirit. I know we are a non-denominational church, but we're a non-denominational Bible-believing church, and the Bible says that being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit is something that's available for every believer. Baptism in water is one thing. It's a necessary thing. But John the Baptist himself, the one who was baptizing in water, said that when Jesus comes, he would baptize us in the Holy Spirit. Spirit. He would immerse us in the Holy Spirit. He would dip us in the Holy Spirit until we come out full of him like a glass that is immersed in water. So do not leave January and try to go into the rest of the year without knowing that you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if you have been baptized, don't neglect to get a refilling. Tell somebody refills are free. Refills are free. So if you're going to go on this walk with God, today we must start with first things first. We must start with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The leadership of the Holy Spirit. Y'all know how you try to do, you, you, you try to uh, bake a cake or something or you, you're fixing something that the directions on the box or it even could be something mechanical and it'll say for best results. For best results, use some milk. For, for best results, uh, use these kind of batteries. Well, for best results, if you're going to walk with God for best results, you need to program yourself to hear from God. You have to be tuned into a frequency to hear. Got to tune into the frequency. We are going to move right on in into our time of giving, our time of tithing, our time of offering, because this is a part of our worship. We are yet obedient in this season. We yet are worshipers in our tithing. That 10% that we give back to God, oh, that is our worship. And so if you have not prepared your giving, please do so. You can do that by going to nuantioc-aliante.org, push the donate button, and follow the prompts. A second way that you can do this is by texting 77977 to Nuantioc, all one word, follow the prompts all the way through. And we're going to give you every means to be obedient, every means to give back into this. And so if you have to do it through mail, our address is 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100. Our zip code is 89084. We want to be careful to thank all of those who have remained obedient, who have remained generous. Of the Holy Spirit. In other words, you can't hear K-I-L-A. When you're tuned in to KCEP. Take that at whatever level you want to take it at. You can't hear K-I-L-A. When you're on the frequency that's tuned in to KCEP. Let me bring some other, some other folks in, in, in uh, uh, Wi-Fi. Sometimes when I'm trying to pull something up. It will tell me you are not connected to the internet. 
I'm not on that frequency. And, and, and sometimes, depending on how the internet is, because like at my house, the internet works every now and then. And so I'm not on the internet, so I, I learned I can go back into my iPad and, and take it off Wi-Fi uh -huh. and use my cellular data. Because the strength of the signal at that point is stronger on my cellular data. But then there are some places I go and the cellular data is not the strongest frequency. And so I have to go back and get on somebody's Wi-Fi. Well, if you're going to hear the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to get on his frequency. You're going to have to get on his Wi-Fi. You're going to have to have the password to get... In other words, be in position to hear from God. Because yeah. this walk is led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. He'll tell you when it's time to pray. Yeah. He'll tell you when to be quiet. Yeah. He'll tell you when it's time for you to speak up. Yeah. He'll tell you when it's time to read. He'll tell you when it's time to lay hands. He'll tell you when it's time to spend the money. And he'll tell you when it's time to save it. He'll tell you when it's time to get married. And he'll tell you when it's time to stay your butt single. He'll, he'll, he'll tell you to what, when it's time for you to work and where you're supposed to work. And Sharonda, he'll tell you when to quit your job. The Holy Spirit. The leadership of the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you when to hold him. And when to fold them, when to walk away, and when to run. Now, I know I got to have some witnesses in the house on that. He'll tell you when to hold them, Keith. And he'll tell you when to fold them. He'll tell you when to walk away, and he'll tell you when to run. Oh, yes, he will. He knows where this walk is designed to take you. He knows who you're designed to be. He knows what you're predestined to have. He lets you know what God wants to say to you and what you ought to say to him. I found that. Intercessors, you ought to have found that out. He'll tell you what God wants to say to you, but the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say to God. I told him the other day, I was uh, all that crazy enough that was going on at the Capitol, and I was trying to pay for peace. God sent peace. God said, he wouldn't let me pray for peace. He said, pray for mercy. Yeah. Yeah. I tried a couple days, days later, and I was praying, you know, God, so this week coming up, God, don't let this happen. Don't let that happen. And I'm just trying to pray for what I think God wanted me uh, to, what I think that I wanted God to do. And the Holy Spirit took over my prayer. And all he let me pray is thy will be done. Yeah. Thy kingdom come. Yeah. Thy will be done. He'll tell you what to pray back to God. It is the Holy Spirit that makes this relationship with God sweet. Yeah. It makes it productive and it makes it joyful. You cannot walk with God if you cannot hear the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm going to say it three times. Get in your spirit. Yeah. You cannot walk with God if you cannot hear the Holy Spirit. You yeah. cannot walk with God if you cannot hear the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He is a God that is here. He is right here. He is with you and he is in you. And you are missing the journey when you don't hear the Holy Spirit. This is an ear walk. Yeah. So how do I hear him? I'm glad you asked that question. When you have been saved, the Holy Spirit comes into your body and he joins with your human spirit, yeah. transforming it 
into a new creation. When you accept Jesus into your heart, the Holy Spirit comes into your body. He joins with your human spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And so uh, he joins with your human spirit. He transforms it into a new creation. The Bible calls that being born again. Then that same spirit that caused you to be born again, it fills you as Jesus himself. He said, Jesus is going to baptize you. As Jesus himself immerses you in the spirit, he fills you up. This is what the Bible calls the baptism in the spirit. And there are a few ways that you'll know when that happens to you. Because somebody, it's hard to explain until it happens to you. But I got anybody in the room that remember when it happened to you. There's a few ways when you know it happens to you. And one of those ways is the ability to speak a language that you've never learned. Uh, we do believe in speaking in tongues. Because the Bible teaches speaking in tongues. The Bible calls it speaking in tongues. He indwells you and empowers you. And then he continues to change you. That's how else you know you have the Holy Spirit. He indwells you. He empowers you. And he continues to change you. Then you begin to develop godly character that we call the fruit of the Spirit. You begin to develop love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance and self-control. You begin to develop godly character. Then you begin to be endowed with supernatural ability. We call those the gifts of the spirit. You can lay hands on people and they get well. You can have ability to work miracles. You'll know stuff that you don't know why you know what you know. But right now you know what you know. And he'll give you supernatural things to speak to people, the gifts of people. And you. The, and with all of that, you develop the ability to hear the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you from the inside. You now have a spiritual ear. So the Bible says, he that has an ear, let him hear. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, perhaps the scripture is saying that everyone who has ears should hear this and take heed. Maybe he was talking to everybody. If you got ears, then you should hear this and take heed. But could it also indicate that not everyone has an ear that can hear what the spirit is saying? Y'all know how we do. I ain't trying to hear that. I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> well, in this walk with God, I am trying to hear that. Tell somebody I am trying to hear that. I, I, I'm trying to hear that. You, you, <laughs> this front row is laughing. Yeah, tell each other again. I am trying to hear that. <laughs> this row, right? You will hear him in your spiritual ear. Yeah. It comes in a knowing. Y'all stay with me. Mm -hmm. It comes in a knowing, a perceiving, or an unction. A knowing, it, it, it instantly, deeply, instinctively, you just know. Yeah. They, they used to say in church, you know it in your knower. I just know in my knower. Well, your knower is your spirit. And sometimes you'll hear him say, God just dropped it in my spirit. Like, like it's not there, and then all of a sudden it's there. 
and you just know it. It feels settled. It feels deposited. I like to use the word downloaded. He, he just downloads it. Sometimes you'll get it in its totality and then you instantly understand what God is saying, but you have to let your mind try to catch up with you. Anybody had that experience? Like I know it. I got it. But now my mind has to try to wrap itself around it and, my, and try to put some words into what I instantly and totally know, but you know it. You can try to deny it. You can try to fight it. You can try to reason it away, but you know it in your knower. Sometimes you just know it. Sometimes you perceive it, but not with your eyes. It's not like seeing with your eyes. It's like you have shifted almost into another dimension and you can see what the spirit is saying. I just, I see something that, you're perceiving it. You know you are already your mind. You're not schizophrenic. You're not seeing things that are not there. But it's like I, I'm here. I know where I'm at. But I see something. I perceive something. Yeah. And then sometimes it's an unction. An unction is an inner push. It's a gut feeling that is, is compelling. It's drawing you to do something or to move in a direction or to just stop and, and listen and, and observe. It, it's that impulse to just look up at the right time or or to pray or or to speak of I just feel like I need to say something and you know it's not from you because you don't think like that you know you would have never said that you know you have no idea why you even know that I tell you when pastoring fell on me on that Sunday I knew stuff Sunday I didn't know Saturday and somebody will ask me a question and I begin to answer a question and the whole time I'm talking, I'm saying, I don't even know why I know that. I had developed an ear for the spirit. It's an unction, an inner push, a gut feeling. Uh, 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 you hear or now with your spiritual ear so you can walk step in step with God in every area of your life because when you get and you're hearing, you're hearing what the spirit is saying. You make decisions now from here. You live day to day now from here. You are now sharing your life with the Holy Spirit. And honey, that is walking with God. Yeah. Well, somebody is saying, Pastor, I don't hear him like that. That's okay. Let's tell the truth up in here. Pastor, I don't hear him like that. Often I can't tell that he's speaking to me. In this situation, and I, I knew he was speaking to me about that, but in this situation right here, I truly don't know what to do. I've been praying, and I have not gotten an answer. I want to walk with God, but if this is an ear walk, how do I hear him? And why can't I consistently hear him? Sometimes you can't hear him because he hasn't said anything yet. That's why I made sure Chantel did that part like, like she usually do it because she, I'm not going anywhere till I hear yeah. your voice. I'm not moving. Yeah. I'm not going till I hear your voice. Sometimes you haven't heard him because he hasn't said anything yet. But most of the time, it's likely not him. It's you. It's you. There was a time several years ago that I began to lose hearing in my right ear. I didn't know what was wrong. I always had to turn my head to, 
to hear people. That I clean my ears, I'll try to clean them, and, and it'd be better maybe for a day, and then it'd get bad. I had very little sound in that ear. I went to the doctor, and he looked in my ear, and he said the wax had built up and hardened in my ear so that even though I'd been trying to clean them, it didn't clear the ear out. And he said to me, he said, you know the saying that black don't crack? Sorry for you that are not African-Americans. We just, that's one of the things. He said the same substance that black people secrete more of that makes our skin resistant to wrinkles, he said that also causes more wax buildup in our ears. I never knew that. So he gave me what to do early before the wax builds up. So for those of you who can't hear with your spiritual ear, let me share with you some things that operate like earwax. Sin. Sin is spiritual earwax. Sin separates us from God. Isaiah 59 and 1, it says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. In other words, that, that sin stuff in you. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Yeah. Now this scripture is talking about the Lord hearing you. But this thing goes both ways. Because sin separates you from God. Distance makes it hard to hear. And when you're caught up in your sin somewhere, when you're slipping on purpose... When you have decided that there's some things you're just not ready to stop doing. When you have decided, you know, there's some things I'm just not ready to stop doing. That distance you from God. You're going to have a hard time hearing the Holy Spirit. Your disobedience makes it hard to hear the Holy Spirit. The Bible says don't grieve him. The Bible says don't quench him. In other words, don't disobey, disrespect, or disregard him. Because that will be like wax in your ear the next time you're trying to hear him. You disobeyed him this time. If you push him off this time, the next time you're trying to hear him, it's like wax in your ear. That's why when you finally did hear him, when he had to come get you, it felt like he was yelling at you. It felt like he was a little rough with it. Because you, you didn't hear him. You made him have to come get you. He's yelling at you. You're so far away from here. You, he's so far away from you. Because you can whisper and hear when you're close. You can't hear me, God said, because you're in the other room. The Holy Spirit is in here trying to take you somewhere, and you're somewhere sinning in the other room. So I has to call you loudly. Oh, honey, don't let him have to go get you. 
But when you're close, when you've gotten sin out of your life, you can hear him. And let me prove it to you. Go down to that same. It's Isaiah 59. Go down uh, after he says that. He goes down to 20 and the 21st verse of that same chapter. He says, the Redeemer will come to Zion. In other words, when Jesus gets here, he said, to those in Jacob who repent of their sins. When he comes, when Jesus comes, people that repent of their sins declares the Lord, here is my covenant and my promise with them. My spirit who is on you will not depart from you and my words that I have put in your mouth will always be on your lips in other words if you get the sin out of your life my spirit will talk to you and you'll hear me because sin is earwax busyness busyness I need you to change that screen because I need them to see this that had a busyness. God told me to say it to you just like this. You are too busy. You are too busy. You are too busy. You too busy. You know how it is. When you try to talk to somebody and they never stop doing what they're doing. So they can hear you. You know, it's okay when you ask him what time you're coming home. Oh, I'll be home at 6. It's okay when you're looking for your keys. Oh, you left your keys on the kitchen table. But when you have an intimate message, when you're trying to make an important decision, when you're pouring out your heart, you can't be heard by a person who's so busy. And women, we have that bad. Because we can multitask. So we think we have it all, even though we're busy. You, you, know, you know how we do. Y'all know, ladies, how we do. I heard you. I heard everything you said. You said you was going at five, and then you was going to come back. And, sit, and we never stop doing what we doing. Y'all laughing because y'all know we do that. But we, we think we got it because we can multitask. Uh, but men, y'all can forget it. Every woman knows if you talk to a man when he's busy or when he's focused on something else, he did not hear you. He ain't heard you. But, but, but men and women alike, when you're busy, you miss the details. When you're busy, you drop parts of the conversation. When you're busy, you're too distracted, distracted to focus on the answer. When you're busy, you have a higher probability of misunderstanding. And you know, those of us who are trained therapists, we know how important it is to be free from distraction when you're with a client. Because you have to be able to see even the subtle changes in their face, in their eyes, in their movements. You need to see their face when they say, yeah, I love my husband. <laughs> yeah, you have to be focused on them when, when, when they say, uh, no, no, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do that. You got to be focused on them when they say, I didn't, I, I didn't hit that child that hard. Right. <laughs> you got you to you focus. And when you are paying attention, when you're focused on them, when you're not busy as you talk to them, they feel safe. So your client has to feel safe with you. They got to feel like you're there for them, yeah. that you care what's going on with them. Because when someone stops what they're doing to hear you, you feel valued and important. When someone will stop what they're doing yeah. 
so they can hear you. You feel valued and important. Y'all know how y'all feel, men. If you walk in a room and your wife stops everything she's doing, turns around and pays attention to you, you feel like you all that. King of the castle walking up in this house. And so imagine how the Holy Spirit feels trying to talk to you when you're so busy. Busyness is an earwax when it comes to hearing the Holy Spirit. I was complaining to my mom one time about not feeling anointed. Mama just don't feel anointed. And she had been looking at my lifestyle and asked me the question, when do you have time to be anointed? Because she understood that the anointing flows when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, when you can hear him and move with him. And no way could she see me doing that when I was so busy. You are too busy. And most of us have slipped back. We have no margins again. Most of us have slipped back into not having margins. I've been late three or four times this week trying to get somewhere. I have no margins. Somebody asked me, did you do the weekend update? I didn't have time. Because we're too busy. It's earwax. And so I just can't seem to hear from the Lord. Well, stop doing so much. Sit down somewhere. Calm everything down. Get by yourself and sit in his presence and listen. Even Jesus did that. Luke chapter 5. It says the news about Jesus has spread all the more. Crowds of people were coming to hear him and being healed by him. It says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places. Some of y'all can't hear God because you can't stand being lonely. But really, if you get there, it's just a lonely place because he's there and you're not lonely at all. But Jesus would go to lonely places and pray. Even Jesus didn't try to hear the Holy Spirit when he was busy. Even Jesus didn't try to hear the Holy Spirit when he was busy. So sin is earwax. Business is earwax. Noise is earwax. You can't hear when there's too much noise. You got too many other things in your ear. You can't accurately hear the Holy Spirit when you got too many things in your ear. Who's in your ear? What's in your ear? Because whatever has your ear will eventually have your mind. My God, when, I, when God dropped that, when he downloaded that, I almost wanted to walk away. Whatever has your ear will eventually have your mind. How did Eve get messed up? The Satan had her ear. How'd you end up with them? You let them talk to you too long. You done never went that way. If he couldn't talk like he talked. Or she. If she had, mamas, y'all know when some other woman got your son's ear and start wearing stuff they never wore, they start saying stuff they never said, start going places they never go. Why? Because she got his ear. She got his mind. Let me keep moving. What is it that is keeping up so much noise that you can't hear the Holy Spirit? He gave me just a few things. He said there's noise from depression. I keep telling y'all, depression has a voice, and it isolates you. So it can be the only voice that it, that it hears. Then it gets your mind. 
It tells you life is bad. No one loves you. Things will be better if you won't hear. It's your fault. You're not good enough. You're just tired. You're so tired. You're, you're not going to make it. You feel so bad. You feel bad, don't you? You just feel bad today. This is not going to get any better. It's noise. Somebody say it's noise. Then there's a noise from anxiety. What if this happens? What if that's happened? I'm going to fail. I can't do this. I'm going to lose. Who I'm going to be embarrassed. I can't get hurt. Uh, I'm going to fool around get sick. I can't handle this. This is too much. Everything is falling apart. Everything ain't falling apart. But everything is falling apart. They're going to leave me. They're going to leave me. Who they with? Who they with tonight? Who they go off with? What are they doing? I wonder what they're doing right now. What's going to happen if it's noise? Somebody say it's noise. And then there's noise from the past. Always remembering, going over it in your mind, reminding yourself of what was, feeling over the regret, remembering your failures, remembering your hurts, playing those movies over and over and over again. You didn't even do good in the movie. The movie was horrible, but you're still playing over and over again. You're trying to protect yourself from ever feeling that way again. You're being ashamed of something. You're still ashamed of something that happened 15 years ago. You're still holding a grudge for something that happened 20 years ago. You keep rehearsing the wound. You keep rehearsing the molest. You keep rehearsing the abuse you keep rehearsing a failure and I found out where my musicians at the only you only rehearse what you plan to perform yeah. no I was talking to y'all y'all didn't have to get up <laughs> am I right you only rehearse what you plan to perform so if you don't plan to perform it, why do you keep rehearsing it? Yeah. Praise God for y'all obedience. <laughs> Somebody say it's noise. noise. And then there's noise from the people. The people who don't believe. The people who don't know. They don't even know. The people who don't want you to move forward. The people who don't even like you. The people who don't want you to outshine them. All these people that have opinions. Everybody had an opinion this year. Everybody had an opinion this year. The people whose approval you want got your ear. The people you think are special. And it's just as dangerous, just as dangerous as listening to your foes is listening to your fans. Sometimes... Even your family. If they are not speaking to you from godly wisdom or from the word of God or from the Holy Spirit himself, then it's just noise. Somebody say it's noise. Earwax. That keeps you from hearing. Y'all, this is an earwalk. So let's get first things done first. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then be aware of the knowing, the perceiving, and the unction. Then clear your life from sin and busyness and noise. Now y'all can come musicians. You can't walk with God if you can't hear the Holy Spirit. Y'all, we got to get first things first. You can't walk with God if you can't hear the Holy Spirit. Oh, but if you can hear him. See, this is a walk of the senses. If you can hear what he hears, then you can see what he sees in people, in situations, in, even in the word of God. 
Then you can feel what he feels, that unction, that peace, or that warning. And then you can know what he knows, that perception, that word of wisdom, that word of knowledge, that discerning of spirits. Then you can taste what he tastes. You, you can yeah. see, that ah, this leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Or, oh, that's good. That's good. You taste what he tastes. You smell what he smells. Something about that stink, that don't even smell right. <laughs> I tell him I go, sometimes I go to the oncology wards and I could smell death in the spirit realm. Or you can smell the fragrance of his presence. It just feels, you perceive it's sweet. And then you can, if you can hear what he hears, see what he sees, feel what he feels, know what he knows, taste what he tastes, smells what he smells, then you can do what he does. And then you got those miracles, signs, and wonders. Then you can say what he says. And you can prophesy, give words of encouragement, have tongues and interpretation of tongues, have a fresh word from God. And if you can then do what he does and says what he says because you smell what he smells and you taste what he tastes and you know what he knows and you feel what he feels, you see what he sees because you hear what he hears. Now you can walk where he walks. Habakkuk said it like this, the Lord God is my strength and he'll make my feet like hinds feet. And he will make me walk on my high places. Y'all, this is an ear walk. And so like we said last time in Isaiah 30, whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Somebody say, walk this way. And the who that you need to hear is the Holy Spirit. And first, we're going to pray for those who need to be born again. And say this prayer. If you have not been born, if you haven't gotten that first dose of the Holy Spirit, when you accept Jesus into your life, he comes into your body and changes you from the inside. Where you, you, you don't like the things you used to like. You don't go to places you used to go. And even if you try to, it just don't feel right to you because you've been changed from the inside. You might say some stuff that you used to say, but now it don't feel right coming out of your mouth because you've been changed. That's the first step. So if you're there, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, wherever you are this afternoon, or whether you're in this sanctuary right now, let's get the first step. Lord Jesus, pray with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. And change me. Forgive me. For everything. I've done wrong. And I live for you. And I walk with you. For the rest of my life. In Jesus name. Amen. If you meant that in your heart. You've been born again. There should be a change in you. We'd love to be your church family. We'd love to, if you're in this right now. We'd love to be your church family. If you don't have a church family. There's a book we want to give you that's called Salvation 101. And it'll explain how to live this life and start this walk with God. Or you can go to nuantioc-aliante.org. Go to the connect button. And ask and, and fill, out, fill it out and we'll get with you. Because we want you on this walk with us. Anyone in here 
If you want, if you know this is the church that you should be a part of, if you raise your hand, I will send somebody to you. We'll get your information. We'll get you that book, and you can start your walk with God. Because he's here. He's here right now. Amen. The next thing you need to do is make sure you receive, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. The other thing you need to do is clear your life of the sin that's in your life. You need to get rid of the noise, the busyness and the noise. And some of you today need deliverance from depression and anxiety, deliverance from your past. Pastor Sharon is going to come and pray with you at this time in this building, yes, listening to us on live stream. God is getting ready to move. Yes, God. God yes, is getting God. ready to move. Yes, God. Go ahead and, and say it to speak, Lord, because we want the Lord to speak in this place. And at this time, as we get ready to go into prayer, I want you to come and get and receive what you came here for on this afternoon. She's preached a word unto us, but she's not here to entertain. She is here to deliver the word of God that it might penetrate, that it might get through to your heart and to your ears, that it might seep down into you. And so this is your time. We've been doing it, y'all, right? We have been doing this. We're in 2021. How is it going? Is it working for you? You. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us into the places that we ought to be. We need to be able to hear what the Spirit is saying to us. And so on this afternoon, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us. We're going to ask him to fill us for the first time. If you haven't had it, come on, we're at the beginning of the year and you need a fresh feeling. We have been wrung out by 2020. But I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit right now and he's here to tell us that I'm a real card and that I'm a serious card and that I want the best for you he said I want you to have my best I want you to receive my best and so if you want my best ask me to come in he said and if you ask me on this afternoon I'm coming oh he's a God that is going to respond to you on this we don't have time to play and we don't come to play church and we don't come Holy Spirit, we need you at this time. We need you in this season. And so we're going to ask him to fill us. Hey, say, we're going to ask him to fill us. Go ahead and get in a position to receive something. What does it look like when you're going to receive something? What does it look like when you're ready to receive something? What does that look like? With your arms outstretched, with your arms outstretched to receive the Holy Spirit. We need to be able to hear. We need to be able to receive instruction. We need to be able to receive direction. I'm not playing anymore. And we need a people to say, I can't play anymore. I don't want to play at this lifestyle. I don't want to play at being a Christian. I don't want to play at being God-led. To lead my life. And so God feel me. Holy Spirit. Fall in this place. Fall in this place. My God in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit you tell him. You tell him. Holy Spirit feel me. Holy Spirit feel me. Holy Spirit lead me. Holy Spirit be in my life. Holy Spirit I need you, 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 I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you, I need you, I need you. I need you. 
so many people but you're not going to be able to hang you're not going to be able to handle it without the Holy Spirit without a top off without a refresh you're not going to be able to handle this next level and so if you're too haughty if you're too puffed up if you're too consumed with your life and too consumed with sin you're going to get right there at that level and not be able to keep it and not be able to handle it and not be able to navigate it and not be able to walk it out my God in the name of Jesus because you didn't pause to ask the Holy Spirit to, to fill you again my God in the name of Jesus for all of you pastors that are in this place for every pastor that is in this place, for every pastor that is in this place, you have to, there is a must in this season. Can I tell you that the call is going to become greater for you specifically, for you it's going to, you You think that, oh no, the call is on them. Oh no, the call is on Sharonda. Can I tell you that if, if you have accepted the work of a pastor, the call is going to become greater upon you. It is all the more imperative that we receive an infilling of the Holy Spirit. Least we fail, my God. Least we faint. We won't make it without the filling of the Holy Spirit. We won't make it without the filling of the Holy Spirit. We cannot play in this season. We cannot play in this season. Marius, Keith, Jackie, there is no playing in this season. Somebody has got to holler, I got next. Lamia, somebody's got to holler, I got next. And that is just not a next in position. It is a next to hear and to walk with the Holy Spirit. That's what your next is. Not that you just want a title on your name. Your next is to declare that I am walking in the spirit. I can hear him. He speaks to me and I speak to him and he guides me and he directs me. That's your next. Amber, that's your next. That is your next. And so let's walk in it. And so we're going to take a moment right here as we're asking the Holy Spirit to fill us to overflow. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Fill me, God. Fill me, God. Holy Spirit, fill me. And if there's anything, and if there's anything in me, my God, and if there's anything in me that is in the way, that needs to be cleaned up, that needs to be cleared out, we give you permission on this afternoon to clean me up, God, and, and clear me out. Purge me, God, of whatever it might be. And I might be able to walk forward in you, Barbara. Ask him to clean it up. There's a work for you to do in this season, my God. It is far and beyond a title. It is not the title of prophetess. It is not the title of evangelist. My God, if the Jesus, your title is one that can hear and walk with God. Hey, I say that is your title. I am so filled with the Holy Spirit. 
spirit that I can hear. Here's my direction, here's my leading. My God, in the name of Jesus, when all titles are cast off, my God, when all titles are cast off, that our declaration ought to be, hey, Jack and I, I am led by the Holy Spirit. And that is for all of us, hey, my And so, God, we said thank you on this afternoon for the lead. Let me tell you something. That he is here to fill you up. He's been resting in this place. Pastor Darren, he's been resting over here. Ready for the willing. The Holy Spirit has been resting over here. Kishandra, ready? For the willing. And so if you're you're willing, if you're willing, then he'll fill you to overflow. If you'll accept him, then he'll just do what it is that he needs to do. Even if you can't articulate what you need him to do, he'll just do it. He'll just do it. If he has that open invitation, Holy Spirit, come on in and just do what you need to do and do it in me and so I'm grateful I'm grateful on this afternoon my God for the filling of the spirit for his presence and for the overflow amen 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 thank you God thank you God Uh, we're at this time as uh, most of you are here and the Manor family is here God bless you and uh, we're going to do what the Lord told us to do which is to appoint Pastor Sharonda now as the co-pastor of New Antioch Christian Fellowship at Aliante uh, to co-pastor here alongside me um, until further notice, until the Holy Spirit says something else. Uh, and I'm going to go over what your duties as a pastor is like. What's different than what you're doing now? And the truth of the matter is, it's not a whole lot different than what you're doing now. Um, except the responsibility. And uh, your, your job duties as co-pastor here. Really, we just call people later what God had already called them. I love it when I ordain people who already are what I just called them. Um, But your duties include shepherding. And shepherding means to take a flock from one place to another, from where they are to where God wants them to be, and make sure they're fed along the way. Teaching is part of your job. Teaching people the word of God. And who they are in God. Developing people. Having 
uh, again, taking them from where they are to where they're supposed to be, seeing in them who they are and beginning to develop people and sending them off to ministry to do what God tells them to do. Part of your job that you haven't had to do as much as to receive vision is to receive vision for this church into where God is taking us and then leading toward that vision, casting that vision, to receive the vision, cast the vision, and lead the church toward that vision. Of course, it is speaking the word of God. And you're already one of the best preachers this city has seen. Counseling becomes a part of your job as a co-pastor here. Uh, counseling couples and families and children, individuals, and prayer, which you have always been a part of. We birth them. And as I say, we birth them, we marry them, we carry them, and we bury them. The burial is sometimes the worst part, and sometimes it can be the best part. But we birth them, we marry them, we carry them, we bury them. We visit the sick. We, your other duties will be leading the executive board. You are now their co-leader of our board of, of uh, directors. You will have the responsibility to make final decisions for the ministries that it rests on you now. And of course, you've got to hear from the Holy Spirit what God wants them to do. When they come to you, you have the authority to make those final decisions. To make executive decisions in case of emergency and crisis situations. If somebody might call me first, if they can't get me, you have the authority to make that decision in emergency or in crisis situations like a pandemic. You are responsible to watch for their souls. Because God said we give an account for them. It don't sound fair, but that's the job. But with that responsibility comes such a blessing. Because you will love these people more than you love yourself. A real shepherd lay down, lays down their life for the sheep. And you will find yourself loving these people more than you love yourself. And since you love them so much, then it's, the, it's rewarding. You don't mind being responsible. You don't mind the counseling. You don't mind the prayer. You don't mind the long hours because you love these people so much. I tell y'all, I love y'all more than I ever thought was possible to love this many people. And the biggest reward sometimes is every now and then you'll get the opportunity to pastor a Sharonda Manor Foster. Since we could not meet all together, those of you that are listening to accept your new co-pastor, we're going to have Pastor Darian and Pastor Rane come and accept for the church uh, your and their, their willingness to work with you. For all of you to know, I've spoke with every leader uh, in this church, and unanimously they've accepted Pastor Sharonda as their co-pastor. Six feet apart. You came. 
Sometimes it feels like God takes forever to do some things. And then sometimes it feels like he moves real fast. And I don't know how long, I know it's been at least 10 years, more than 10 years. But it seems so fast from that day to this moment. But he also does things that are surprising to us as well. And we know that this may not have been what you intended, but God knows exactly what he's doing. And like Pastor said, there are others out there. And we thank God that you are one of those others that were out there. And as far as the congregation is concerned, we know that everyone loves you um everyone appreciates you what you have poured into them and where you have come to now in this place as their co-pastor and if they don't accept it if they don't like it that's their loss 
that that's they lost because you have someone who cares for the people who is considerate who is compassionate who prays for everyone in this house and others and who is most of all so patient and prayerfully patient with everyone but I want to say this and, and excuse me for I take my time just a little bit but I won't be long but I want to say this as I was thinking and the pastor asked us what to say um, I wasn't sure where to go because I said Lord well, I don't just want to just say just ramble on but Elisha or Elisha came to mind the prophet second first Kings 19 and he came to mind because God told Elijah to pass the mantle to Elisha and that mantle that cloak that he is representing and the cloak is not what necessarily was anointed but it was the office of the prophet that was anointed who was wearing the cloak and you have pastor is passing this mantle so to speak to you this cloak this weight this responsibility and it belongs to the office of a prophet you've already worn several mantles in this house the office of a prayer warrior the office of a prophet I remember I mentioned to you I don't know how many years ago that I see her just freestyling in the Holy Spirit, just prophesying, just getting up here, not saying anything other than what the Lord is giving her and just flowing in that. And I don't know how she felt about it, but that's what I saw. But now the office of a pastor. And when Elijah gave Elisha this mantle, it was unexpected and this mantle has probably been unexpected when you came but he wasn't hesitant because he was afraid of failure he was hesitant because of the enormity of what the responsibility carries but no matter how big it is no matter how big this responsibility is that you're going to carry, God always has your back. And when he gives you the responsibility, he never leaves you hanging. So we appreciate what you have done for this house, what you have done for the people of this house, and for everyone out there that's connected to you. And we just thank you. We have you. We support you. We are here for you and anything that you need. Because I know that the congregation loves you. And they are thinking of you. Amen. Just want to share that. Amen. We're going to ask David to come and stand next to you and hold a hand. That's what I need you to do, David. I need you to hold her hand. And you know what I mean by all of that. Um, I always tease her. She was not in Christ when she met David. 
they didn't meet at the altar. <laughs> but some kind of way, because God orders the steps of the righteous, she married the right man for the call of God that is on her life. He is a fantastic man of God in full support. And when I asked him first, and he believes that this is the call of God on her life and, is and has stepped up and has leveled up. And has not left her here standing. He has leveled up. And he's still leveling up to stand next to her. I love this man of God. And I love the way he loves our co-pastor. And though he is her cheerleader, he's in her corner. And her family, y'all know the manners roll deep. I said, two, two of her brothers are here, and I told them when, when uh, I, I believe that somewhere in the future I'll give her all of it, then we're going to drop the mantle with all that stuff. I told her sometime, I told her brother sometime, y'all, you need to just walk through there and just let them know that she got brothers. <laughs> But thank God for them and her sisters always by her side uh, and her mom. That's... Amen. And God bless you, uh, Elder Ray, Pastor Ray, as well as you stand with this family. Uh, the pastors are here, and so we're going to ask, um, we, we're going to, if you guys are comfortable with them at least touching you from from behind there's some things we just can't do COVID style and uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to believe so the pastors that uh, would come I just want you to stand behind them and put your hand uh, on their uh, shoulder um, actually Pastor, Pastor Darren and Pastor Kevin if you guys would put your hands on Dave and uh, the other pastors if you all would Yes, please uh, sanitize. The new blessed oil is sanitized. Somebody needs to come up with some sanitizer in blessed oil. We need to start blessing this sanitizer. Uh, somebody give me uh, some. And then I do need the oil. I wasn't going to drench you today, and I but I am going to touch you. My Father, in the name of Jesus, as we are going the word of God today, to stand in honor of the co-pastor of New Antioch Christian Fellowship and Aliante. Give her a pastor's love. Give her a pastor's love. 
congregation. And Give her love for the people of God. In the name of Jesus. And we lift David up to you right now. Let him stand with the woman of God. Let him be her back. Let him be her rear guard. Let him be her covering. Give him the anointing to cover the woman of God. Give him the anointing to see her. that he's supposed to become in the mighty name of Jesus. Endow them with power from on high as they make themselves available to you. And it is so. And it is so. And it is so. And we say yes. And we say yes. And we say yes. And we say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My storage is empty. And I am available. My storage is empty. And I am available. My storage is empty. perceive in my spirit somebody has something they need to say. Erica, I, I thought you had something. Amen. As I, as I prayed earlier in the week, God has given me to intercede for you. Esther, in the fourth chapter of Esther, the 14th verse, the latter part of it says, For I have called you to the kingdom for such a time as this. God just sent me with a word of confirmation that it's you. It's always been you. We had different ideas and different concepts and different plans. God said, it's always been you God said I've called you to this people for this purpose God said everything about your life not just his plan everything about your life was all a part of his plan God said your gender I'm telling you exactly what he told me your gender your color, your physique. God said, even your birth order. God said, I orchestrated it. And I called you to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther wasn't grown in that kingdom like that. But God said, there is, God put favor on her. They had a physical attraction to her. And God said, 
I, everything about your life was intentional because there are people that are attracted to you. God said everything, siblings, children, spouse, the way you talk, the way you think. God said, I have called you to the people. I've called you to the kingdom. And God said, New Antioch is your station. I've stationed you here even though you've been called to the kingdom. God said, I'm establishing your way. Three things. Stay open. Stay available. And stay in step. Stay open. Stay available. And remain in step. And everything, God said, I've never, ever failed you and I never ever will you are the woman for the season I have called you to the kingdom for such a time as this Central Campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H.org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H-A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus or for Central Campus that's New Antioch Central at 77977